Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome back to the Statman Dave Football Podcast. This is episode 14. Lucky for some, Thierry Henry wore the number, Johan Cruyff wore the number, so I'm quite excited for this one. And quite frankly, two Barcelona players, two Barcelona, uh, in a way, legends. Obviously, Thierry Henry lifting the uh, Champions League at Barcelona and Cruyff doing it as a player and a manager of the European Cup, of course, in the Champions League in 1994. But anyway, guys, today we're going to talk a bit of the news. We're going to be discussing Luis Enrique's uh, resignation from Barcelona in big, you know, in large detail. Touch on some other news points and then move on to the, uh, you know, the title race in La Liga that took another swing yesterday and then finish off with a little bit of uh, Mendy. Could he be the successor uh, to Patrice Evra at Manchester United? United haven't found the left back since uh, Evra left the club. So maybe he is the guy, the natural heir to Evra. But anyway, let's get this party started. So in terms of news, we're going to touch on some other topics before we jump on to Luis Enrique because that might take a little bit of time. Uh, you know, news that have come out yesterday. Dybala is set to sign a new deal at Juventus um, with his release clause reported to be 150 million euros. Um, other news, uh, City beat Huddersfield 5-1 in the FA Cup with Sergio Aguero grabbing two goals and an assist. And over to Germany in the DFL uh, Pukel Cup, uh, Bayern beat Schalke with a pretty um, ribbery, Thiago Lewandowski inspired victory um, you know those three players combining to for all three of the goals and Thiago grabbing another goal you know it's taken his um, his game a step further under Carlo Ancelotti he's starting to score goals and get into the penalty area but anyway, apart from that, Tommy Grell, a member of the famous Lisbon Lions, has finally passed away at the age of 73. Uh, the Lisbon Lions, if you don't know, were the first British team to win the European Cup. The Celtic 1963 side that uh, unlocked a Hector Herrera into Milan team playing a 4-2-4 with wingers with wide play and a lot of goals. So, you know, condolences to his family um, and everyone at Celtic Football Club. But anyway, the big, big news that came out yesterday or this morning was um, that Luis Enrique, in fact... Announcing that he was wouldn't be managing Barcelona um, next season, uh, citing exhaustion, uh, similar to what Pep Guardiola did uh, when he left Barcelona. 
Interestingly, um, he becomes the, well, he will be the, the fourth most, uh, well, he is right now the fourth most successful Barcelona manager ever behind, obviously, Cruyff, Gamper and Guardiola. Guardiola as well, uh, you know, being up there number one, lifting the Champions League on two occasions. But what Luis Enrique did at Barcelona is he moved the side on after Pep Guardiola. A few managers came in um, and didn't quite move the side on. And that's what Enrique did. He t- changed Barcelona from a heavily based possession side to a team that could counterattack and break very, very well. You go back to the 2013-14 Champions League the Barcelona team would just kill you on the counter-attack they kill you with the ball MSN were absolutely crucial to the side but interestingly enough it was the Enrique's organisation without the ball the 4-4-2 shape with Neymar drifting to the left wing Rakitic covering the right wing and Messi staying on the counter-attack that was so pivotal for that trophy and you know credit to Enrique moving Lionel Messi on evolving Lionel Messi from a false nine to sort of an advanced playmaker. But anyway, Luis Enrique will leave, um, you leave a you know, lasting memory on Barcelona, replace Xavi with Rakitic, obviously moving that midfield on as well. So did a lot of good things at Barcelona. But it's quite interesting that Barcelona, you know, in, in the modern day, coaches don't last more than five years. The last guy to do that, obviously, was Frank Rijkaard uh, with his team, including the likes of Deco, Ronaldinho, Samuel Eto'o, and a young Lionel Messi, um, obviously lifting the Champions League as well. Um, but then Guardiola comes in, he, he takes four years and then drops out. So it must be quite exhausting to deal with both the president, the fans, and then some really high-class players. And that potentially is why Luis Enrique sort of um, decided to move on, that his methods aren't really working with the players anymore. Uh, the video that I did against, you know, who's going to win La Liga, the podcast I did on, on Monday, I looked into to what was kind of going wrong at Barcelona. It kind of looks like the intensity's gone. The ball's no longer going through midfield, which it should be. Uh, and Messi isn't getting involved enough. Different, um, though, against Sporting Gijon after he made the, the announcement that he was leaving. Barcelona looked a lot better. They did switch systems, but we're gonna, we'll talk about that a bit further on. In terms of replacements, this is where the exciting part comes. There's a number of names that have been linked uh, with the Barcelona job, but I'm going to give you a few of those and guys that I think uh, potentially Barcelona should look at. So first up, of course, we've got to touch on Sampoli, the guy that's heavily linked for the job, his favourites. He did wonderful, wonderful work at Chile, uh, winning the Copa America, playing a very expansive uh, 3-4-1-2 or a 3-5-2 or a 3-6-1. There was a lot of interchanging positions, pressing football, attacking from the front and a lot of zonal uh, Bielsa style football. Of course, Sampoli has come to, to La Liga and really taken this severe team to the next level, currently sitting on 52 points. They have a game tonight uh, in La Liga, which will put them level on points with Real Madrid. Let me just confirm that on the La Liga table, because I don't want to get that wrong, because I'd look very, very silly. No, in fact, Sevilla, if they win their game this evening, will be on 55 points behind Real Madrid on 56 points. Barcelona, top of the league on 57 points. Of course, Real Madrid do have a game in hand, so they can go two points clear, but it's starting to get really hot. The work he's done at Sevilla is incredible. Um, the work that Unai Emery did at Sevilla was really good in terms of a cup level. You know, the three uh, uh, Europa Leagues in a row, fantastic considered the, turning, the turnover of players at Sevilla every single summer. Their star would go, their star would move on and uh, Unai Emery would move the side on um, and push them forward. Where he didn't do so well was in the league and we're kind of seeing that at uh, PSG, how he's doing well in the Champions League but not in the league. What Sampaoli's done is he's done both. Competitive in the Champions League, obviously playing Leicester City in a second leg could be a little bit dodgy but in terms of what he's done in the league, very, very good. The team, his impact of his substitutions, in fact, Sampaoli's side, uh, they've won more points from sub-scoring goals than any other team so he's not scared of changing things up and that apparently, you know, that could be something that Enrique's been criticised for his end of his Barca tenure, you know, incorrect substitutions, incorrect tactical changes to win games but what he'll bring to Barcelona is tactical flexibility, pressing um, and goals back to the Camp Nou. In terms of the side that he plays sometimes for Sevilla, he's playing a 3-5-2 but he's playing a 3-5-2 with wingers either side 
side. So you could see the likes of, um, you know, him setting the team up on one wing. You'd have Neymar on the other wing, potentially looking for a, a signing um, that he could bring in there. But I expect to be another attacking player. Even even Rakitic could play out with the current crop there. Busquets, uh, Iniesta sitting in central in central midfield, then potentially uh, a back three of PK and TT, and potentially Jordi Alba or someone like that could fit in there quite nicely. We saw what he did against Sporting. He on again. We'll touch on that very shortly. But yeah, it could be an interesting San Paulo side pressing aggressive football are very very exciting for any Barcelona fans in terms of um, other managers that could come in and replace um, the outgoing Luis Enrique maybe uh, Leonardo Jardim bringing a different style of football a counter-attacking attacking style to Barcelona but it could be the natural succession of Luis Enrique's evolution you know, he's moved the side on from uh, a possession-based style to a side that plays possession and counter maybe it's time for Jardim's counter that is fantastic we've seen how good Monaco have been this season scoring more goals than any other side in Europe's top five leagues how they potentially could set up in their 4-4-2 Messi and Luis Suarez up top uh, potentially having someone like Neymar on one wing, uh, Rakitic on the other, midfield two of um, Iniesta and, of course, Sergio Busquets. Could be quite high tempo, a pressing, aggressive football. I think they'd have to definitely um, strengthen a right fullback. They could look at someone like Sidibe that's been yeah, that's been so good for um, Monaco this season or even uh, Torre, who's also been quite good, registered five assists in the in Liga this season. So he's been a brilliant input, uh, you know, output from right fullback so Barcelona if they were to go with Yardin would have to sign some fullbacks I feel the rest of the side would be perfect but what they could see is high counter-attacking football maybe someone like Mbappe could go over to Barcelona you know exciting stuff or even further they could take the Red Bull model out of Red Bull they could pull out Randnick they could pull out Hassan Hootl bring those two to uh, you know the sporting director and the coach over to Barcelona sign some young talent and really move this side on in terms of um, what Leipzig have played this season in the Bundesliga again it's a 4-4-2 a 4-4-2 where the wide players come inside they become uh, the playmakers and the fullbacks provide that whip so a similar issue at right back they'd have to sign a right back there in terms of the side um, potentially you could see them bringing someone like Naby Keita over to play central midfield to give them a little bit more energy next to someone like Sergio Busquets maybe Messi on the right maybe someone like uh, Andres Iniesta on the left and Neymar Su- uh, Suarez up top slightly different approach to the Yardim approach with the playmakers coming in and really being part of the action. You think of, uh, you know, Sabitzer and Forsberg this season. Moving on to other managers, Thomas Tuchel, of course, the uh, Borussia Dortmund manager. I'd love to see him at Barcelona, bringing his sort of 5-4-1 or 3-4-3 to Barcelona would would be absolutely perfect. You know, the, the front three being Suarez, May, uh, Nes- Messi and Neymar. Uh, midfield two, you could see Iniesta, Busquets in there. Uh, potentially, they're going to have to strengthen on the right-hand side again, fullback-wise, left-hand side, potentially. Potentially, you know, Jordi Alba in there. Back three would be perfect. And Titi, potentially Mascarano, Pique. It would work quite well. Similar style of football, can counter-attack, can break quite fast, but also can dominate the ball. Love how um, two fools sort of pentagon in midfield the two central midfielders and the front three pressed together in unison and that's what Barcelona need they need that intensity back but would I see it you know him leaving Borussia Dortmund right now probably not you know it's taken him a while to get back this Borussia Dortmund team after losing such important players over the last few seasons Mkhitaryan uh, Gundogan and Matt Hummels in the summer One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes Nice dress Uh, It's a it's a t-shirt Until you tried it on Same goes for your healthcare that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, 
you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He spent that time to work with these young players, the likes of Usman Dembele, the likes of Julian Weigel. I can't really see him, you know, binning that after one season after it's taken him so long to get back to third in the Bundesliga I think he's going to be there a little bit longer but would be a very good fit for Barcelona finishing off on Ronald Koeman who's been heavily linked in the media for me that'd be so stupid for Barcelona Ronald Koeman highly overrated manager for what he's done at Southampton and what he's done at Everton spending a, you know, a lot of money a lot of wages you look at where Everton position themselves in the Premier League they will probably finish seventh where, where's their wage spend it's in seventh place uh, you're thinking of signings like Yannick Bolassi how it's taken him time, you know, the bad form they went through. I just can't see Ronald Koeman being a good manager for Barcelona. He'd probably play a 4-3-3, similar to what they play right now. He's not really going to move the side on. So for me, Ronald Koeman, absolute no-no. You think of the job that he did at Benfica, the job that he did at Valencia. Poor, poor when he has pressure on his back. And that's exactly what he'd have at Barcelona. Obviously an ex-player, so that works out there. But apart from that, can't see that working at all. And of course, the interesting one. Arsene Wenger wouldn't it be a thing of beauty Arsene Wenger leaving Arsenal going to Barcelona and winning the Champions League or winning the La Liga and the Champions League that'd be fantastic Arsenal fan TV would blow up you're thinking something like 500 million views on a video of DT or troops or someone like that just exploding would be brilliant but in terms of what Arsene Wenger he'd probably set this Barcelona team up in a 4-2-3-1 system that he's favoured at Arsenal for the last few years maybe Messi as a 10 Neymar on the left hand side uh, probably have to bring someone in on the right maybe a Bernardo Silva um, and then of course Luis Suarez through in the middle but it could be quite interesting uh, Wenger at Barca would he give the players enough freedom obviously the style of football he's played at Barcelona for the last few seasons has been uh, possession based keeper of the football so it could be quite nice maybe Sanchez returning to Barca Heard it here first. But anyway, then the managerial options, the one that I think would be potentially best for uh, Barcelona, of course, would be San Pauli and what he's done at Sevilla, you know, the achievements that he's already got there, how he's made them competitive for this La Liga title race has been fantastic. So I'd like to see him with Lionel Messi because, you know, he's, he's, San Pauli's always mentioned Lionel Messi, how he's, he'd love to have worked with Lionel Messi at one time in his career. And this is the time that's going to happen. I can't see anyone else being the uh, next Barcelona manager apart from the Argentinian. Anyway, that's it for the Luis Enrique leaving Barcelona section of the podcast. Now we're going to move on to a little bit of soccer, a little bit of football. Of course, I mentioned the La Liga title race. It's something that's been so interesting this year. If you haven't checked out La Liga this year, jump on it right now because it's it's starting to... You know, the race is hotting up. So Barcelona played Sporting Gijon at home and set up with a 3-4-3 with Denis Suarez and Rafinha playing either side of uh, Busquets um, and uh, Busquets and Rakitic in central midfield. It was an interesting system. It looked like a 4-3-3 on paper, but in fact looked like a, a 
uh, when Barcelona had the ball with Lionel Messi coming in at number 10. Um, Denis Suarez drifting inside and becoming sort of a central midfielder. Neymar staying very wide and Rafinha on the other side. And it was a lovely sort of change up from Luis Enrique. And it, they just absolutely destroyed uh, Sporting Gijon uh, with the ball. They were fantastic with the ball. Jordi Alba as well came in to, you know, push to a left centre-back role, which is quite interesting. You know, he's a full-back, he's a wing-back, but he played awesome. Completed 119 passes against Sporting Gijon. That was 39 than any other player on the pitch. And, that, and they were positive passes. They were passes to Neymar. They were passes into central midfield. It was an impressive display from the Spanish international. The, you know, a fullback by trade, but you know, it's very, very capable at playing centre back. And I quite like this Barcelona system. How. Uh, Busquets dropped into the back three and made a back four when he needed to and it was quite nice um, and in terms of what they did with the ball they were really good Messi back involved in the play you know, becoming a sort of number 10 he created uh, five chances got five shots away scoring a goal getting assist and I quite liked how he was used there and how Enrique again is sort of evolving this side and t- trying to take them a step forward they played a lot better they looked like they were behind the manager again in terms of his tactical selection given his resignation so they are looking good you know Suarez was really good in form Paco coming off the bench and scoring a goal so uh, for my money right now is on this Barcelona team to win La Liga in terms of the tactical change that Enrique's made there and of course the Rakitic goal if you haven't checked that out go and have a look at that a beautiful one too and a fantastic finish from the Croatian international one touch on the vol smashed it into the roof of the net. and I, I quite like him next to Busquets in this um, this whatever we want to call it, this 3-6-1 or this 3-4-3 without the ball. It's it's a nice fluid system and I do like that a lot. So over to Madrid. Uh, Madrid played Las Palmas at the Santiago Bernabeu, a game that finished three goals apiece. Real Madrid conceding five goals in La Liga in the last two games. Defensively, they were a joke against Las Palmas. Consistently getting caught out on the turnover, on the counter-attack. Las Palmas always having a man up, whether it was a 3-v-2, a 4-v-3, with Hesse sort of controlling the counter-attack with his direct dribbling and then you know assisting the likes of uh, Boateng or going himself and it was a game that Real Madrid arguably should have lost. Cristiano Ronaldo inspired a late comeback grabbing a goal from the penalty spot and scoring, scoring a classic Cristiano Ronaldo header from a set piece but in terms of their midfield it was shocking the setup was very very poor from, from um, Zidane for me with Kovacic, uh, Isco and Cruz playing in central midfield. For me, that's three natural attacking midfielders and it showed every time Las Palmas broke, there was no defensive midfielder, there was no protection for the centre-backs, there was no protection for the defence and it was just poor from Zidane. You know, without playing Casemiro, potentially in the summer they should have looked for a you know a backup to Casemiro because they just don't have it in their squad right now and when he doesn't play, they look so open. Going forward, they were quite good. Uh, Murata didn't take his chances. He had three goals that he scored that were ruled for offside. One of them not being his fault with Cristiano Ronaldo being um, off and a poor timing of his run, which would have put uh, Real Madrid back into the game a lot earlier on. But in terms of that defensive midfield, it's going to be a big, big, big problem. Again, I mentioned last time how they did so well getting forward with their fullbacks at the game at the weekend against Villarreal. This time they were just so poor at defending in that area once again. And it's going to be an issue. If they can't keep clean sheets in La Liga, they aren't going to win the title. And this is a big, big, big moment for Zidane Zidane's uh, Real Madrid career. You know, arguably he did go with the right option, go Murata up top, but his midfield selection, very, very, very suspect, very, very poor. And of course, Gareth Bale getting sent off for two pretty silly yellow cards, hacking down Vieira, um, then pushing him over. Obviously, the the lad went down like he'd been shot, but Gareth Bale should, you know, shouldn't be doing that thing in the league. He played quite well in the game, was getting forward well, was assisting the likes of Morata, the likes of Gareth Bale uh, and Isco in the penalty area through his crossing. But unfortunately, 
a bit of a poor moment from the, the Welsh international, losing his head at a really key moment. And of course, got to finish off with his uh, partner, Ronaldo, who again had a fantastic game, um, created the, the moment that won the penalty with a brilliant cross after drifting wide right. Um, and of course, the header for the goal. Another top display from Ronaldo. Very, very impressed how he's maturing and evolving as a player this season. Being more of an all-rounder, creating, scoring and assisting. So yeah, I'm a big fan of Ronaldo this season. But Real Madrid throwing away... Um, the point lead over Barcelona and now they have got a game in hand they can go top again but they will be two points um, two points clear so the title race is massively back on over in Spain over to France now let's talk the Copa de Ligue uh, an interesting game Marseille played uh, Monaco it went to 120 minutes with Monaco winning the game a Thomas Lamar uh, winner following some good work from Mendy that gave them the 4-3 three, the three victory over uh, Marseille some ex-Premier League legends scoring from Marseille um, obviously Dimitri Payet scoring the opener and Remy Cabela scoring, uh, grabbing a brace for Marseille. But there was some real good football from Monaco once again on the counter-attack. And again, one of the key components in that counter-attack was Mendy. Grabbed two assists and scored a goal. But was so good when Monaco broke. And that is quite interesting. Let's take this further to Manchester United, who have struggled a little bit at left-back this season. You know, you think of Damian's played there. Um, Daily Blind, who's looked very good in recent weeks. And of course, Luke Shaw. Nobody's grabbed that first-team shirt at the number three. And I think Mendy could be the perfect signing for Manchester United. United going forward in terms of what he gives United going you know in an attacking sense he almost plays as a wing back I remember watching him for Bielsa's Marseille they played sort of a three at the back one defensive midfielder and two wing backs either side and Mendy was always the guy getting forward and getting crosses into the box overlapping the wide players and really causing havoc in that final third and that's exactly what he does for Marseille perfect on the counter attack you go back to the goal that he scored against Marseille Mas, uh, Monaco turned the ball over great little bit of interplay uh, through Bernardo Silva and so forth but you see Mendy absolutely step on the gas step on the gas deep from in midfield runs past I think he runs past two uh, he runs past the uh, Marseille right midfielder the Marseille right back and then the Marseille defensive midfielder who kind of gets a glance of him just goes gets into the penalty area and puts it away you know some suspect defending from Marseille but for a left fullback to get forward and to put the ball in the back of that shows his um, quality his, his athletic ability to operate as a fullback up and down and that's why Patrice Evra was so good for Manchester United was so good at getting into the final third but also so good at recovering and Mendy has that asset with him in terms of his tackles in terms of interception very good very aware forward um, and I'd quite like to see him sign for Manchester United in the summer to lock down that left back slot in terms of assists only Marcelo and Marcel have uh, registered more assists in Europe's top five leagues this season from defence so it could be a big big signing for Manchester United for Jose, Mar Jose Mourinho's men but anyway guys that's been that for the Statman Day Football Podcast today. In the comments below, please let me know who you think should take over as Barcelona manager. Until tomorrow, see you later, guys. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 